It's time for another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. You can hear our corporate jet flying over. <laughs> I don't know why we're not on it. Maybe we're not on the payroll anymore. Okay. Welcome to another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Steve. And we are outside again on the veranda of Core Extra Studios. Uh, you Maybe you can hear our Zen water fountain in the background. We're just out here relaxing. We are uh, getting in tune with ourselves and hanging out outside. Uh, we have the core extra watchdog is right here. My pie. Eye on things. Yeah. My pie. My pie. And um, so we're back again. So, Steve, how was your 4th of July? Everything good? Yeah, I had a great 4th of July. Oh, the watchdog just chased down a chipmunk. Yeah. I had a great 4th of July. If any, well, chip, if any chipmunks ever try to break into the place, she'll be all over. <laughs> so the main thing now is uh, we're just trying to get ready for Vegas. Hopefully uh, it'll be safe enough for us to go out there. I, I think it will, tell you the truth. Um, we'll have our masks. We'll be in a hotel room. Right. Uh, the beds will be six feet apart. Uh, the beds will be like 12 feet apart. 12 actually. feet apart. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Further apart. Sometimes I put my bed out in the hallway. The only thing that worries me is the buffets will be shut down. Yeah. Because, you know, we're big fans of buffets. Yes, we support the buffet. Because, hell, we even have our Thanksgiving buffet, which is going to be canceled this year. Yeah. Well, unless they get it together. But, yeah. you know, we had a Thanksgiving party that, a couple years ago. Yeah. Two years ago now. Matter of fact, later on in the show, we have an individual that would like to come to it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and our... our email our fan mail special oh, oh okay okay yeah i had we got a couple but we'll, we'll save that for later on yeah sure sure but uh, so, so let me ask you something yeah go ahead speaking of this mask and everything did you hear the story about well you know a lot of most people call him mr de niro or robert de niro we call him bobby yeah bobby you know he's been on the show a couple times <laughs> yeah. go back and check out episode 18 <laughs> <laughs> okay, you'll hear. He's on there. You have to listen real and close. We have had Joe Pesci on. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Joseph I, Pesci. I think it was Joe Pesci. But anyway, here's the story about uh, Robert De Niro. I read this the other day. Oh, okay. Okay. Robert De Niro is blaming his financial woes on the COVID-19. Wait a minute. He has financial woes? He has financial woes. He's made like 90 movies. You know... He's just like those other guys who, instead of just putting his money in the bank and drawing 0.25% on $100 million, <laughs> right. he wants to draw. He wants to make money, 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 more money. He wants the Madoff plan. He, yes, yes. So what is his deal? What does he want? What is he Okay, uh, here's the story. About? He can't pay his – the uh, core extra <laughs> mascot, my, my pie, is – Hot on the trail of, of something. Something. A chipmunk ran by. And she is hot on the trail. I don't know if you can hear her back in the back snorting and 
and trying to get a hold of this thing. Yeah, but, just for the record, that's not me. That's that's actually the dog. So Robert De Niro, he is filing. You know, he's divorced, and he's filing in, in court that he can't pay his alimony because he owns two restaurants, mm-hmm. and they're failing because of the COVID, which most restaurants are. Right. He's lost something like I saw something like $5 million on two restaurants. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how that can be. I mean, the restaurants we go to, McDonald's and Burger King, they don't make $5 million in a year. All of them. <laughs> I don't know. McDonald's yeah. might. But, uh, and then he, his problem is he's being sued by his ex-wife, who he cut her alimony, if you can believe that. She was getting a American Express, and I find this terrible that Mr. Den or Bobby would do this. He cut her alimony from one hundred thousand a month to fifty thousand a month without telling her. Can you believe that? So he didn't even tell her. So, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. She's getting a hundred thousand dollars a month. A hundred thousand a month. And now she's only getting 50. She's only getting 50, and she is pissed. Well, first of all, let's go through this. First of all, I can't believe that Bobby D can't afford $100,000 a month. Secondly, I can't believe that she's getting $100,000 a month. And third, I can't believe she can't survive on $50,000 a month. Well... Like we said before, if I got $1,000 extra a month, I'd be rich. Right. But, and yeah, I, I have no idea what she spends her $100,000 a month on. But it's all relative. Right. You know, you know she, well, she drives just, a Ferrari. We drive. I drive a, a beat-up old car. <laughs> so she lives in a mansion. Right. I live in a branch. The, the Core Extra Studio, actually. The Core Extra Studio. That's one thing we do have on them. I don't think Bobby D has a uh, studio. <laughs> we right. do. Or he doesn't have my pie for a watchdog yes. either. So, well, I think I hope so, hopefully she survives. I oh, yeah, fifty I, grand a month. Soon she's going to be in the homeless shelter. Quickly at fifty thousand a month. Now, but you you know you, you mentioned if she gets fifty thousand a month, that is six hundred thousand a year. That's six hundred thousand dollars a year. But if it's reduced from one point two. That's a lot of money when you think about she it. She took a 50% pay cut. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that took a 100% pay cut right. during this. And they didn't start at $1.2 million. No. Uh-uh. Well, I'm sure her milk and eggs are the same price as everybody else's. Yeah, probably. She'll get over it. She'll live. But either way, well, maybe if, uh, may- oh, you know what? Maybe she can go to Vegas with it. She might get lucky on the tables. That's true. That's true. I mean, we got lucky last last time. Remember, I laid that three dollar bet down and one eight. <laughs> That's more than double the money. I don't think we told anybody. Let me tell you the story real quick. Go ahead about Vegas. We were playing a game, um, Let It Ride, and we hadn't played Let It Ride in years. To tell you the truth, so we were like, uh, we weren't sure. I mean, we caught on after about ten hands. The dealer was helping us. You don't, she would turn our cards over, look at them, and literally tell us, stay or pull back your money. Until we start winning. She never talked to us after we start winning. 
Wouldn't say nope. a word. Did say not one word. And it's not like we won $100,000. We won maybe 50. And they put the stop on that right away. It was like she was a whole different person. Oh, wouldn't even talk to us. No, wouldn't say anything. Wouldn't say anything. Must have came from upstairs. Yeah, the two must've... high rollers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the high rollers are breaking the bank. But, you know, you know, in the one hotel we went into, I think it's called the D. And D. upstairs, yeah, exactly. So upstairs, they have this um, old-time um, horse racing game where you sit around and these horses, like, uh, uh, not like digital. I know what you're going to tell. Yeah, but they but, – but they're like the old rocking horse type thing. I can't describe it, but there's actual little miniature horses that run around the track in a groove, you know? It's kind of just a game where you can sit down, relax. Everybody laughs. Yeah. You can't win any money. No, no. But you can't it's win fun to money. sit and watch the little horses going around. You bet a quarter. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You bet a quarter. And you actually have to put in a quarter. It's not like credits. So at one point, we're sitting there and we're playing, and Steve. Drops a quarter on the No, you floor. dropped Oh, did quarter. I drop it? You dropped a quarter. And there was this guy standing behind us <laughs> that put his foot on it, stepped on yeah. it. He was going to kind of scarf it up a quarter. Yeah. He, he got out of bed that day and went to the casino and was going to steal a quarter from us. But Steve saw it. I didn't see it. But Steve saw it and called him on it. And he was like, oh, I didn't know I was standing on it. Yeah. So he, that must be his move, is to just stand in the casino and wait for somebody to drop something. Imagine how long he had to stand there before one of us, you know, didn't move or wasn't looking for a quarter. Right, a quarter. Well, a quarter. this time we're going to be more aware. That's right. Gonna we're going to be, be aware of our surroundings. That's time. right. Definitely. So um, since we've been uh, quarantined, and we didn't do a lot of episodes. We decided to keep up, keep track of, and respond to some of the emails. So that's Steve's department, is to manage our emails. So what we're going to do now is we're going to introduce this segment. And it's called, Let the People Speak. Okay, so, that, so here it is, the new segment, Let the People Speak. And this is where Steve gathers up all of our digital communications and reads them aloud here on the podcast. So uh, if you're having trouble sleeping, now's the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Steve, here we go. It's time to let the people speak. Well, Kurt, you know, we get a lot of emails Every time after we do segments, I mean, we get we seriously get a lot of emails, and uh, we thought, why don't we make a segment of, let's read some of these and see how our listeners feel, and then maybe how you guys out there think. Right. So here's our first one. It is from Bev in St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis. Yeah. You guys suck. <laughs> Can I get a T-shirt? Oh, now she wants something. Now she wants a T-shirt. We'll get right on that, Bev. Well, Bev, you know, if you go to our online store, you can buy a T-shirt. Right. T-shirts are $129.99. Right. For you. For you. (laughs) $129.99. 
And I'm telling you, we take a loss on that. <laughs> right. It's not cheap putting these things no, together. Uh-uh. No, but you can go to our online store. It's been down under construction lately. We're trying to right. get it back up. But you can get hats. You can get shirts. You can get socks. You can get shorts. Mm-hmm. You can get anything, keychains, necklaces, anything with our symbol on it. Yeah, it's been under construction since uh, May of 2018. And the good thing about it is all proceeds from that go to me and Kirk. That's the good thing Our about Vegas it. Vegas trip. Yeah, it all goes to the Vegas trip. And what we do is that lump sum that you send in, we put it on one number on the roulette wheel, and you, you could get your money back. You could, yes. So if you just want to send us some money for our trip, that's more, we're more than happy with that too. But anyway, Bev, thanks for your, thanks for your letter. Here's one from Teresa in Clarksdale, Missouri. I can never tell if you guys are serious. That's the whole email. That's the whole email. And she's where? She is in Clarksdale, Missouri. Yeah, I can tell you right now, Teresa, everything we do talk about is strictly serious and on the line. Yes. Like Kurt. Right. He is... He has seen Godzilla. Right. He actually believes there is a Godzilla. Well, it is a Godzilla. See, I actually believe vampires roam around the city. They do. So, yes, everything we talk about is serious. We never joke. No, no, no. This is, this is very serious. Very we, serious. We're even talking about um, um, some things coming up in, the, in a few weeks that are, that are deadly serious. Deadly serious. And I see here that you didn't ask about our online store. Right. You can go to our online store and order right. anything. You get anything you want. Anything you want, and it'll go right to Curtinsy. That's right. It's anything you want, Bev. Oh, who, that was Teresa. That was Teresa. Well, thank Teresa you, Teresa. in Clarksdale, Missouri. I'm not really sure where Clarksdale is. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I've never heard of Speaking it. Speaking of Bev in St. Louis, have you ever been to St. Louis? No. I was trying. I was trying. I was really trying to think. No, I know. I'm Can not you go there. up in that in that arch? I don't know the answer to that. To well, be maybe honest, Bev, if you're listening, give us a call and what tell I, us. Yeah, or email us or something. Yeah, I don't really know the answer to that. I think you can, but I don't really know the answer to. I'm that. I'm not sure either. I I did see a um, a science fiction movie where they had a DJ up in there. Oh well, then yeah, you can go up there. <laughs> so I, I don't mean, it was know. in the science fiction. Movie. I don't know if you're allowed to or not, but I don't know. That's, that, a, good that's question. a good question. We have to figure that out next if, week. If only there was some device you could punch that question yeah. in and get an answer. <laughs> uh, so anyway, here's, here's our next question. Mrs. Bob from Union City, Oregon. Never heard of it. Never heard of it either. Not, not that that's I don't bad. even think it exists. I've, I've just not heard of it. It's obvious anyone can do a podcast because you two clowns do. That's true, Bob. <laughs> Bob, let me, let me tell you something. First of all, we haven't been clowns for at least 12 years. We gave that up. We can't stand doing kids' parties. Exactly. So, so what do you know, Bob? Yeah, you don't know shit. Next. What's next? This is Julie from Alberta, Canada. Our first out of the country. Yeah. Alberta, Canada. Whenever I hear the name of uh, uh, cities or countries or anything, I always hear it in Howard Cosell's voice. (laughs) (laughs) 
Isn't that weird? Because remember you would turn on and he'd say, here we are, you know, in oh, yeah. St. Louis, Missouri, or whatever, you know. So, but anyway. Look him up. Yeah. Oakland if, if Alameda sure. County Stadium. Remember you used to yep. say that every, when the Raiders play? All right, go ahead. This one here is from Julie from Alberta. I think I said already. I really like your show. That's nice. Thank you, Julie. The content is fascinating, and I enjoy listening on the way to work. That sounds good so far. But it would be better if two people, two different people did it. (laughs) Thanks. How do I get tickets to the Thanksgiving show? God darn. (laughs) So... She likes everything but Every, everything but us. <laughs> so well, thank you, Julie. Yeah, thank you, Julie. Nice yeah well, you know, there's no one else. It's the Curtin Steve show. God darn! <laughs> I mean, what more do we you only want? We have one problem with your car, sir. What? It's the engine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Julie oh, from Alberta, Canada. No one's ever been there. No one cares about Canada. Hell, I love Canada. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just don't love Julie. <laughs> so. Everything yeah. about your show is great, except the two Ex- people except hosting it. Except the two it. people hosting it. Well, thanks we'll, for the emails. We'll try to do better. We'll yeah, try we'll to try do to better. do better. So is that, is that all we have? Yeah, and we're canceling the Thanksgiving show, so you're not getting tickets anyway. You're not anyway. getting tickets anyway. And that's all we have with our emails this week. But this is going to be a session every week. And that concludes our first segment of Let the People Speak. Okay, so Steve, uh, I have some news. Oh, we, okay, we are now on GeoSavin. Now, go ahead, ask me what GeoSavin is. What is GeoSavin? Well, GeoSavin is basically like Spotify or iTunes in the country of India. Oh, okay, okay. Right. Well, you- so, all of our friends and listeners in India, you can. Go to GeoSavin. It's J-I-O-S-A-A-V-N. Um, and if you're in India, you already knew that. Yes. So, but, um, yeah. So, I got on this one website, and they will distribute the uh, podcast. And um, so, now we're in uh, India. We can be heard in India on GeoSavin. Yeah. Now, you went to India, didn't you? Yes, I did. I was in India a couple years ago. Oh, did I ever tell you what happened when I was in India? It's a funny, it's a hilarious story. I don't think you did. How was the food? Well, I didn't eat anything there uh, bec- just because of the way the tour was set up. Okay. So, so here's, here's what happened. So we're on, a, we're on a ship, and we have a tour in India. So we are in Mangalore, India. Now, where is that Mangalore located? is about 12 hours south of Mumbai, right on the coast, obviously, okay. because of the ship. So um, on the west coast. So... We're going to go on this trip to a fishing village. So we get off the ship and get on the bus. And these buses over there are nice. It's tour buses, you know. So we're on a big tour bus, and we have two tour guys, two young guys. Uh, we're very nice guys. Um, so we're on our way to the fishing village. And the entire trip, these guys are, like, singing uh, traditional Indian songs, uh, which I don't remember them now, but I do have them on video. Now, did anybody on the bus 
speak Indian. No, none of the passengers did. So, but the tour guides, uh, they, they spoke, could have been. No, they spoke great English. No, they they sang in. Uh, oh, they sang in English. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, they speak English. And then if one of the songs they sang, it was in a native language, but they told us what it was about uh, before. So it was really cool, you know. So we get into this village, and um, first thing we do is we get to go. These people were gracious enough to let us walk around their houses and their property, and these houses have been handed down uh, through generations, you know. Did you guys drop them a, a little change oh, yeah, to yeah, walk yeah. around their houses? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I and of course, I went through their houses and took stuff, and, you know, put it in my oh, bag. Yeah, 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 sure. You know, I stole stuff. I see it on the wall over here right now. I was wondering where we got that. <laughs> yeah. That sign that sun yeah. and all that stuff yeah, that's where i got it. i you know you let me in your house i'm gonna take something so it was very nice and the people were very gracious and you know in in, in india is very colorful with the clothing and the decoration yep. so it was very very nice so part of the tour we were gonna go to this uh area where it was a middle school and we we walk we walk this is walking from the houses to the middle school and it's a playground and everything there. And eventually we get to where all the school buildings are. And there's kids there just lined up waiting for us, right? And, and when I say middle school, I guess it would be like they were in like the anywhere from the sixth grade on up to maybe 10 or 10th or 11th would be the equivalent, right? So they take us to this big room. And there's a stage at the end of the room. And the kids bring us uh, coconuts. We're drinking coconut water. And they brought us some little snacks. So I did eat something there. But it was just snacks, right? Sure. So our tour guides are there. So they get up and bring all the kids up on the stage. And the kids start doing these presentations, just singing and dancing these presentations. It's, all, it's really cool. And because um, when we go, when we go to another country, I try to, like, get into the culture not just go to the beach and have a drink and leave. You know what I mean? Right, right. So um, we're having a good time. So now our tour guide says, he says, listen, anybody wants to learn a traditional Indian song and dance, come on up to the stage. Oh, well, you know I got to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know, got to be I up there. Because we've been listening to all of these presentations they, on the bus and when the kids – so it was a, a bunch of us went up there. So we get up there on the stage, and he tells us, he says, listen. He said, this is very easy. It's not going to be hard to do. He said, I'm going to do it in English. He said, all you have to do is follow the directions. Okay? So like line dancing, right? Right. So he gets us all, and we all have a certain space apart and all this, and it's all ready. And he tells everybody, everybody got the cameras ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm pumped, right? Yeah. Of course, I'm tall, so I'm in the back. So I'm pumped. And he says, okay, here he goes. And this is how the song goes. And this is no lie. This is the song okay. he sang. He said, put your left foot in, take your left foot out. <laughs> put your left foot in and shake it all about. I was like, are you kidding me? I went 8,000 miles away pokey. from home to do the hokey pokey. But they, they don't call it the hokey pokey. When we say hokey pokey, he says boogie woogie. He said, do the boogie woogie and you shake it all about. <laughs> and I was all pumped to learn this traditional Indian dance, you know. Now, here's what I don't know. I don't know if he just did that as a goof or because we were mostly Americans or 
if they actually do it. But they must actually do it because they call yeah. it the boogie woogie, you know. And I, so I asked him afterwards, but everybody was talking, and I never really got the answer to that, you know, whether he just did that as a goof. But, yeah, 8,000 miles away from home, and I learned how to do the hokey pokey. pokey in India, you know. But, no, it was great. So then when we walked outside, oh, wait a minute, let me back up a little bit, tell them a quick background. Back here behind the studio, there's a tree that is only 10 years old, but it's humongous, right? So... um what I'm getting at is when we walked outside from doing the boogie woogie or the hokey pokey, there was this massive tree, big round tree with, and you could see the roots going into the ground. I mean, it was, and you could tell it was an old tree. So I asked our tour guide, I said, Hey man, how old is that tree? And he said, Oh, about 20 years old. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, man. I think that tree is a little older than 20 years old. I mean, this was an old tree, right? I said, well, there you go. Maya. 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 Come here. So there you heard it. See, that's what I see when you when you sneak around the property. That's it's what right. happens. The core extra watchdog is on it. But yeah, but that was my trip to India. And um, then after that, we took a uh, ferry across the water and went to another, we went to a fish market. And look, man, it was already like 100 degrees. And we went to that outdoor fish market. Oh, it was too hot. And you, smelly. You could smell the fish. Yeah, it was. But I bet you rough. they had some weird ass fish, didn't they? I'm going to be honest with you. I took like three steps in and then I just backed out because, well, well, because I'm slightly allergic to fish, seafood, but my wife is extremely allergic. So we didn't. We just went to a bunch of shops right around there. But, uh, but um, yeah, it was hot. It was so hot. It was so hot. And this is no lie. There were people sleeping under the trucks for the shade. You know, you know what I mean? That's how hot it was. But, but at any rate, yeah, I learned how to do the boogie woogie in Mangalore, India. So... I still my visa is good until 2025. So, really, yeah. So if ever I want to go somewhere and learn how to do the twist, I can go. <laughs> I can go back to Mangalore, <laughs> India, and learn how to do the twist. But uh, no, I, I loved Mangalore and um, and I loved India, and I'm. I mean, we're excited to be on GeoSavin. So absolutely, all but you got, all you got to do is search for Core Extra Podcast. I did it this morning, and it pops right up on GeoSavin. Well, speaking of your trip to India. Obviously, you remember when you went to the south, to uh, Antarctica. No, I totally forgot. Oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> I went to Antarctica. Well, you sent me a postcard. Right, yeah. Now, how long ago? <laughs> so, so, when we were in Antarctica, you go to this one base. And, I mean, it's just like you see in the movies, too. It's like... It's like Ice oh, station yeah, zebra. <laughs> that's what it's like. It's like 100 <laughs> degrees below zero. And when we were getting off the ship, they said, um, now, look, there's a little station in there. It's just like one guy, you know, and uh, you can send postcards home. So we When like, was that? This was uh, December. Yeah, it had to be December. Yeah. December of 2019. December 2019. Yeah. So we go in there and um, we pick out all these postcards and it's $10 a piece to send the postcards. <laughs> Back. 
But so, who's not going to send one? No, oh, right. Well, you're in there. You're going to send it, right? Yeah. So we send a bunch of them to different people. Steve is the first one that got his, and he got his when? I got mine on July 10th. <laughs> July 10th. July 10th, 2020. It took seven months. Seven months. No. Yeah. yeah. Eight. Almost eight months eight to months. come here from Antarctica. It, luckily, it wasn't a postcard that said, help, I need help, come get me. <laughs> right. Eight months later. You're the only person that's uh, received one, because we, we mailed some to ourselves just to have the stamp, because the stamp is real cool. The stamp is pretty cool. I don't know what it is. It's 10000 Yeah. Well, that was, the, that was how much it cost to send it. But, uh, so I think what happens is it goes from that base, and then they take it to Argentina. I think, because here's what happens in Antarctica. I didn't know any of this. So there's different countries that have different outposts down there. Now, you have to realize we're just on the tip of Antarctica, like right across from Argentina. So, and we went a little deeper, but we're not down there where, way down there where, you know. Um, So countries have little base stations there. And there's a building you live in, and there's a few outbuildings, and they say they go down there to do research, and they do. But the reality is they go down there to just restate the claim that they have in that part of Antarctica. Because if they don't, another country will swoop in there and get it. So what happens is they send these guys or women, men or women, they send them down there for two, three months at a time, and they just keep rotating. And they literally just go down there and hang out. You know, now they might do some uh, geological stuff, but the one group we uh, met, uh, these guys had a big screen TV. Of course, they had satellite. And they were there. It was penguins everywhere, everywhere, all over. And uh, they're just there. Now, was this the group that you were telling me about that uncovered the thing? <laughs> right. Right. Well, that's what happened. Here, I'll show you. I have it right here. <laughs> now, but, go uh, back and watch The Thing. Yeah. but Not uh, the third one. No, the first one with Kurt Russell. Well, Kurt I, Russell, whoa, whoa, or you whoa, can go whoa. way Wait, back. I was going to say, I misspoke. The first one. The first one's good, too. Yeah, it was in the 60s with, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah. The monster was James Arness. James Arness. Yeah, Matt Dillon, right, from Gunsmoke. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Oh, that's good. That's kind of a comedy, too. Yeah. Well, not a comedy, ha, ah, ah, funny. but people get killed. But it's, it's, it's almost the first one that we talk about where people act like they're supposed to act. Like you would really act if this was yeah. going down. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, I saw that the other night on TV. Oh, I got to watch it again. I got to watch it. You know what would be good is to watch both of them back to back. Yeah. But the latest one, that third one, no. uh, I, I, don't, I don't care about that one. But, but yeah, um, so they just go down there and hang out. I talked to one of the guys from the Argentinian uh, post, and um, they just go there and they hang out and meet meet passengers, and they're military guys. They have on uniforms, and that's just it. And I don't know if that's a uh, a desired assignment or or, or a newbie. Yeah, you're you know? stuck out there. You did something yeah. wrong. You're going to Antarctica. So at one point, though, I'll tell you, at one point when we were docked, and I'd have to go check and see right where we were. We saw this helicopter flying from a uh, like a cargo ship, and he was flying over, dropping supplies into a. We couldn't see the base, but another country's base, 
he was flying over dropping supplies. So there's a lot going on down there. Now, this may sound like a dumb question, but is it extremely, extremely cold? Okay. No, that's not a dumb question. I'll tell you why. Okay, obviously it's cold. But now we were there in the off season. And we were there in the summer, which is – Were the beaches packed? Summer. Beaches were packed. Packed. <laughs> so – it's not so much that it's cold in the summer because it was in the 30s. So it's yeah. not bad. No, it's not bad. But the wind, man, is brutal. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah, it's not so much the temperature. It's the wind. And, and one particular place we went, um, they, they were warning us. They said, you know, really bundle up because it's, it's, it's going to be tough. And it was tough. But when you book, they tell you the stuff to uh, purchase. So we purchased these, uh, those big winter pants like the skiers wear, you know. And then you can rent the boots from them. You rent boots. And they give you parka. They give you like a, uh, a uh, puffy jacket. And then this big parka. I'll have to show it. And then you cover up your face. You're really covered. I mean, you're really, I mean, it's like the Michelin man <laughs> when you go out there. And then you have to have on this, like, I think it was 10-pound um, sand-filled, filled, um, uh, what do you call it, life preserver. You don't get the big ones. They're real narrow, and you, and you clip them on. So when you go out, I mean, it's, a, it's like putting on a, a suit of armor, you know. Uh, but even with that, man, that's on a couple of days, those, that wind was just incredible. So how many days were you in, on it? Well, the well, the whole ship, the whole cruise, it goes from um, uh, Chile to Argentina, and then you cross Drake's Passage, and then you go into Antarctica for like five or six days, then you come back out, you stop in the Falkland Islands, and then you stop in Uruguay, and then back to Argentina, and then you fly home from there, so... So you're there about five or six days. Sounds like a great trip. It was, and I'll talk more about it. We'll have a couple of episodes about it because, uh, oh, I could go on and on about it. It was probably the best trip I've ever been on. Better than your Vegas trip? Come on. Nothing is better than Vegas. No, no, nothing. I was thinking about trying to get a casino in Antarctica. Just have, like, one slot machine. One slot machine, one everybody, table. Everybody gets one pull. Everybody gets one pull. But, no, um, it was something else in Antarctica, but... Um, so I was I was very fortunate. I've done seven continents. Stepped on stepped on seven continents. So, so uh, but we'll 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 have to do a travel show. Oh yes, yes, definitely, definitely. So so what else is going on? Um, let's see. I don't think there's anything else. Okay, I think we covered everything. What everything we, today. What did we learn today? We learned that people like the show, but. They would, they would much rather have two more people doing two <laughs> other people doing it. We've learned that Vegas is a maybe. We've also learned the hokey pokey. The hokey pokey. Or the boogie woogie, whatever you want to call it. Our uh, gift shop is open. We've learned. $29.99 t-shirts. We've learned that. We learned that the, uh, that the website is under major construction. Construction continues. Yep. We're outside on We're, the veranda. We've learned that our 
poor extra watchdog would literally bark at anything. Yes. So we never know if there's a real threat. <laughs> we have no idea. And we've also learned that it's cold in Antarctica. And it takes seven months. Yes, for a postcard. Postcard from Antarctica. That is literally a postcard from the edge. Oh, oh. Look what I did. Look, what I did. look oh. how I did that. So look, we're going to get out of here. Maintain your social distance. Wash your hands. Hand sanitizers available everywhere. For some reason, toilet paper is still scarce. I haven't figured that out yet. But keep being safe. Keep listening to the podcast. Check us out on all social media. And anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can get us, including GeoSavin, the go-to uh, platform in India. So, yeah. So you can get us there. So with that, we're going to sign off. I'm Kurt. I'm Steve. Keep sending your emails in. Get those emails in. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys later.